Sometimes skeletons out of the closet are a much better idea than real skeletons lying in the street. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about national security, including terrorism. You may recall that a couple of months ago, I did an interview with an old friend of mine uh, from CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, where I toiled for 15 years. His name was Al Tredenik. He was an old um, intelligence officer, former RCMP officer as well. And he talked about what he knows about a plot to assassinate a former senior Saudi intelligence official now living in Canada. Allegations that, in fact, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, also known as MBS, sent a so-called Tiger Squad to kill him. Much in the same way, it had sent a Tiger Squad to Istanbul in Turkey to kill Jamal Khashoggi back in 2018. Here are a few quotes from an op-ed piece put out today in the Washington Post by David Ignatius. He's quite a renowned columnist for the Washington Post. I want to read you a little bit about it, from it rather. The Biden administration, worried about possible disclosure of sensitive counterterrorism operations, is considering whether to intervene in a lawsuit that pits a former Saudi spymaster against Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The courtroom drama is the latest chapter in what has become a blood feud between MBS and former intelligence official Saad al-Jabri, whose patron, former Crown Prince Mohammed bin Nayef, was the MBS's chief rival until Nayaf was deposed in 2017. This is a dark tale, with echoes of the 2018 murder of Post contributor Jamal Khashoggi. Yes, Khashoggi was in that a Washington Post contributor, as, my, as David Ignatius says, by a Saudi hit team. Al Jabri alleges in a lawsuit that MBS sent a similar Tiger Squad shortly afterward, i.e., in October of 2018, to kidnap or kill him in his exile home in Canada. He also alleges that the Saudis imprisoned his children as hostages in Saudi Arabia to force him to return home. Saudi Arabia's crown prince sent a hit squad to Canada on a mission to kill a former top Saudi intelligence official. His name is Saad Al-Jabri. He's a permanent resident of Canada who lives in Toronto. The dilemma facing the Biden administration is that the lawyers for Al-Jabri have filed a civil suit claiming that in 2008, he helped to organize a network of front companies with the primary purpose of carrying out covert and clandestine national security programs with the United States government. Here's the part that gives intelligence officers heartburn. To defend al Jabri against the fraud claims, which the MBS uh, Saudi government has, has countered with, his lawyers warn will, quote, require examination of the counterterrorism and national security activities of the United States government. So just to, to wrap up here, to resume, or to rather uh, summarize rather, what's going on. MBS sent allegedly a hit squad to Canada in October of 2018, shortly after they had killed and dismembered Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, this team was to assassinate al-Jabri, who's become, in, in a sense, a pain in the ass to MBS. And, of course, uh, the Saudi government is now countersuing 
claiming that a Dr. Al Jabari has in fact embezzled funds from the kingdom. And to try to get Al Jabari to return to Saudi Arabia, they have kidnapped and essentially imprisoned his children uh, in Riyadh. Now, again, you may refer back to my conversation with Al Tradetic a few months ago. I also know Dr. Al Jabari. I dealt with him uh, in Riyadh. I found him to be a very competent counter-terrorism professional for the Saudis. He knew what he was doing, and he was an ally, not just for the Americans, but for us here in Canada as well. Here's the problem. A lot of what happens in counterterrorism or counterintelligence operations is by definition secret. We're talking about the recruitment and running of human sources. We're talking about acquiring communications either through SIGINT, i.e. signals intelligence. I worked for Communications Security Establishment or CSE for 17 and a half years in SIGINT or through court warrants, court appointed warrants. This is very sensitive information. And as David Ignatius points out, it gives counterterrorism and intelligence officials heartburn, keeps them up at night when there's a possibility that information can be disclosed. Information that must remain secret to protect past or ongoing or in fact future operations. Before Khashoggi, Khashoggi was uh, summoned or went to the, uh, the consulate in, in Turkey, about a week or two before, um, Dr. Saad al-Jabri, who is mm-hmm. the Canadian at the center of the uh, of the issue uh, in Toronto, uh, his daughter was asked to go to the same consul. She refused, and shortly after that, uh, her husband was arrested. I mean, this sort of thing goes on, right? I remember distinctly when I joined CSE way back in 1983, and I had my first sit-down interview with the head of security, a man I'll call Joe. Uh, a very large, imposing man. Uh, the French word custode seems to come to me now. He's a very, he had a presence, let's put it that way. And he basically reminded me, I just I just signed a document receiving a top secret special access clearance, TSSA, the highest clearance that Canada gives. And he looked at me in the eye and he said, son, I was 22 years old. If you choose to disclose this information, it's 14 years in the slammer. That was my introduction to CSE way back then. When you work in this business, you're taught not you're not just taught, it's ingrained in you that you don't talk about this with people who don't have a, the requisite clearance, don't have what's called a need to know. can make for embarrassing situations with your friends and family sometimes. But those of us that work in security intelligence were told to keep very close to the chest what we knew and how we knew it. That's the nature of intelligence operations. I wish it were different, but it's not. However, in this case, the CIA and other American institutions might want to think twice about guarding closely kept secrets, which if disclosed could maybe help to undermine the influence and the importance of MBS. A lot of people think this man's shit doesn't stink. Like he's the cat's ass of the Saudi royalty. Part of me thinks the only reason why people like him is because he's not a geriatric like every other Saudi king for the past century and a half. But if Al Jabadi is correct, and I do believe him to, that his allegations are true, I trust my friend Al, who's much closer to, to Dr. Al Jabadi than I am, the Saudis hit has sent a hit team, a hit squad to Canada to assassinate on our soil a former ally, and a, and a, and a current ally of the Canadian government, 
this cannot be accepted. And I think that anything should be done to support the allegations that Al-Jabri is contending, to see that these allegations are shown to be correct in court, that we can push back against what is in fact a rogue regime running the country. MBS is not the king. He's only the crown prince, but he's basically running the country as far as I can tell. And for us in Canada, or the Americans for that matter, to accept that a head of state or a quasi-head of state can get away with sending hit squads into our countries to assassinate people they don't like. And, and MBS's very short history at the top is rife with things like this. He kidnaps people. He, he killed Jamal Khashoggi uh, in cold blood, or rather had it ordered him to be killed and dismembered. He tried to kill Al-Jabari. MBS is not a nice man, and we should not be seeing him as an ally in counterterrorism. We can still work with the Saudis. The actual practitioners that work for counterterrorism organizations, counterintelligence organizations. I know that you know the royal family means a lot in Saudi Arabia, but this is not a man you want to jump into bed with. He can't be trusted, and he certainly, you know, cocks a snoot at international law by sending his squads. Bottom line is that, you know, when you work in intelligence, there's a lot of skeletons in the closet. Sometimes it's it's maybe preferable to let some of those skeletons out of the closet rather than to have MBS, who, by the way, his nickname is Mr. Bonesaw, for what he did to Jamal Khashoggi, rather than allow MBS to assassinate and put more skeletons, real skeletons, in the street. So I commend David Ignatius for publishing his op-ed piece, and I think that we in Canada and our American allies and other allies around the world should push back very strongly, I guess, the types of things that MBS is trying to achieve and get away with Anyhow, that's my opinion. Curious what you think. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content and want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button to find all the podcasts, all the blogs, free of charge. You can subscribe and get access to them to your inbox every morning. There's also a link there to my latest book, The Peaceable Kingdom, History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present. It's self-published. You can get it nowhere else in the world except through me. It's only $25 Canadian plus shipping and handling, which varies depending on where in the world you are. Love to hear what you think of this allegations that MBS has not learned his lesson about, you know, that assassination is illegal. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Mm-hmm.